What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the North Bros Outdoors Podcast, episode 79, and I am Nick Vito. And I'm Brandon Wixo. We might sound a little different today, because we are currently driving through some rain, heading out to do, uh, to search for some mule deer. And this is our first ever, I guess you could call it a raw recorded podcast. We're using a, our same mixer that we normally use when we're uh, in the studio. It, the nice thing about it is it's a, it's a portable one and uh, there's a mic that you can snap right on the end so the audio quality might be a little bit different than what we normally sound like but uh, yeah we're we're trucking we're heading out to western North Dakota we're just on we're coming from the far eastern side of the state and we're what would you say just about halfway across yeah we got we're a little under halfway currently so this one, we don't have a sports update because it is currently Wednesday, and this one is going to drop a week from today, and we are definitely going to get, I don't know, how many more episodes did you say we'll get this weekend? For sure two. We'll for sure get two. Um, a lot of it's going to depend on how the hunting goes, but hopefully we can have a couple good ones in there. We've had a couple of... Uh, a couple of comments and feedback on our BS episodes that we do, and those seem to be pretty popular. Uh, nobody really gripes about those. They, you know, don't really have a topic that we're we're going off of, but like we said, we're just kind of on a, a road trip heading across the state, and the weather, if you hear, you'll hear the truck winding up, and you might hear the rain, I don't know, just kind of a light, light drizzle right now. Been pretty much driving through a mist since we left Fargo. Yeah, and it, uh, you know, it hasn't been really, yeah, like you said, just a mist. It hasn't really, really dumped on us yet. Seems like uh, pretty soon we'll be hitting snow for the first time, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, the uh, the first snowfall of the year for us. Um, they're talking that tomorrow and Thursday could get a little dicey up in this area. Or tomorrow and Friday, because it already is Thursday. But uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what we find out here as far as if there's a ton of other hunters. I talked to a few people today and I was told that I know at least two other people that are going to be out in this area this weekend. The weather is turning out to be. I mean, you couldn't really ask for... It should be about a perfect weekend. The roads might get a little sketchy, but as far as hunting goes, I don't know if you could pick a better weather weekend. Especially for your first time out here doing this. I mean, it's it's lining up to be one of those weekends. So, fingers crossed we actually find the deer, and it is as good as everybody's saying it's supposed to be, but um, I'm feeling pretty confident. Uh, how are you feeling first trip? We're halfway there. You almost. know, yeah, whatever. We still got. Well, we've got a long ways to go. Just solid three to four hours. We have to slow down when we hit the the shittier weather. But you know, I, I texted or talked to you earlier. I think I was texting you, and I said that I I didn't think that I would be this jacked to to come on this trip. Uh, I don't know. I've I've been following a lot of other people that have been coming out here, and I've seen other people that have come out here. My, my uncles have been coming out here for years. You've been coming out here, I think we said, for eight years. Yep. 
I'm, I'm excited. I, I think it's going to be uh, a good change of pace from, from sitting in the tree stand on the flatland. So we'll probably refer to as coming out here as flatlanders, but uh, we got North Dakota plates. So yeah, know. well, we are in North Dakota at least, so nobody's going to be mad at us. True, true. And we're bringing the glacier. I don't know if did we mention that. I don't think so. I don't know. So we're, we're dragging the, the house with us, and that's uh, that's what we're going to be what we're going to be staying in. Yeah, we're really roughing it for base camp this year. Yeah, not going to be uh, not going to be struggling with the with the tents and stuff. I don't know. I feel like a weekend like this would be fun, but it'd be tough. Yeah, it, it would definitely be one of those where you look back on it and it's a good memory thing not so much the in the moment or they call it like a type b type b joy fun. yeah yeah where you it's, it sucks but when you look back on it it's it's, it's fun. one of the better things that you've done but like we like we said the the weather for this weekend is supposed to be lights out as far as as, as deer hunting goes um the the app that we use to judge the hunting forecast, if you will, they are saying, actually it's out west and it's back home on the east, it's statewide, uh, it's great all all the way through this upcoming Tuesday. So I don't know, I, I feel like uh, there's going to be some deer that die this weekend. Yeah, it should be a pretty good weekend for everybody, but... What I'm, I'm curious is being your first time out here, you've talked to some people, you know a lot of people that have done this. What is your expectations coming into the weekend? Like, what are you, what are you thinking it's going to be like? What, what are you hoping to see? What are you expecting to see? And then I want to do a comparison at the end and see, you know, what you thought it was going to be like versus what it ended up being like. So the, the first thing that, uh, First thing that pops up in my head is the terrain difference. This is going to be something that I have never, I've been out here before, but I've never actually hunted it. So being in the the, the badlands and the, the rolling hills, I think that part is going to be cool. And as far as what I'm expecting, I mean, it's it's kind of like when you go fishing to to a destination lake, like Lake of the Woods or Devil's Lake or or you know something like that, where your expectations are obviously higher than, than probably higher than than reality but uh i don't know i got i'm, I'm pretty i'm confident to say that i'm not i'm not you know i'm, I'm not going into it thinking oh i'm 100 gonna gonna get a kill this weekend but the weather's lining up to be perfect like we've said multiple times already and yeah i don't know i think it's it's, it's gonna be a cool change of pace i i switched over to a different pack that uh it's a frame pack that I, I didn't have before. It's a little bit different than the one that I use for my tree stand. I actually think it's a little bit smaller, but it's got the meat shelf in it. So, oh, you know, one thing I don't have that I just thought of, I don't have any game bags. I've got game bags. Okay. I thought you were going to say a knife for a second because you took them all out after I poked fun at you. No, but now if, we you, don't have it, any knives. if you count how many knives I have with me this time, it's not what it was before. Oh, okay. I did listen to you. That's cool. I do but have my... The time that will be... Relatively close to a truck with a camper. Now he charges it up. <laughs> well, no, I took out the, uh, I took out my old set of knives, my my old game cleaning set, and I brought the new one with. So I do have that entire 
thing in there, but it's not, and it's easy for me to say now because I haven't even been out here, haven't walked anything, depending on how much snow there is, I might be changing my mind. <laughs> yeah. to, to me, it's not that much extra weight to have in there. I don't have a ton of stuff. Like I left my, my black racks, I left those at home. I, I actually don't even think I brought my grunt tube out here. I, I kind of went through and, and, and you were in the back of my head when I was doing that. I was thinking, you know, well, he's going to give me shit. And actually, I thought you were going to give me a lot of shit for how much stuff I had with me and brought with me. You know, you did bring a lot of stuff, but we have a full truck and we're bringing a camper. So we have lots of room and the weather, it's a new new place. You're going to a totally new area. The weather is going to be cold, wet, snowy. You know, it's one of those things where it's how do you how do you pick what to pack when you've never been? Well, I remember the first time that I was coming out here, I would bring basically I brought every piece of hunting clothing that I owned because I didn't know like are these pants going to get soaked and I'm not going to be able to wear them the next day? Is it going to be like I at the time I wasn't even sure like you know if the weather is 30 degrees if I wear these pants I'll be warm or if I wear these ones I'm not you know if I'm moving it's fine but if I stop I'm cold so I brought I was breaking everything but you come out here for a few years and you can kind of look at the weather and see what it what the rain's gonna do and you know uh, you I, pretty I th- much know what you're gonna need right and I think the uh, another thing that that really plays a role into how you pack is like you said we have the, the glacier with us and it's you know, you, you have not unlimited space, but you kind of have unlimited Pretty much. Space. Yeah. It's about as unlimited as you can get for a trip like this. But I mean, I got my, I got both of my Arctic coolers with, you know, the one has a bunch of beer and, and, and our food in it. And then the other one has nothing in it that's, that's empty. We're hoping to fill that one on the way home. That's the plan. And we were kind of talking earlier, you know, We've heard the date October 26th several times within the last couple weeks, and that's tomorrow. Yep. And you had brought up, you're like, well, that would kind of, I'd be kind of bummed out. I'd be kind of bummed out and kind of jacked at the same time if you tagged out on the first morning, first time being out here, day one of four. Yeah. I Yeah, I am torn on that. Like, uh, I, I hope that we find a deer and we take one home this this weekend um a part of me hopes that it's not tomorrow morning but you know you take what you can get if we find a big buck tomorrow morning and we take it then we will uh we'll figure out what to do with our spare time but um you know but it's going, going back to the stuff that that i brought my whole onslaught of stuff so i had my two coolers then we obviously brought the podcast equipment the podcast equipment by itself is three bags. Then I brought my shotgun and my pheasant stuff because thinking, well, if we do happen to take out early, we don't necessarily want to turn around and go home right away. Yeah, it's also one of those things that we say every year. Like, during this time of year, you get into that mid-October through November, you pretty much carry everything with you. Every All the seasons are open. You carry all your tags all your licenses, all your firearms, and what whatever comes out, you know, that's that's what you're hunting at that time. 
And other than my pheasant stuff, I brought, I had a bag of food, and then my, my bag with my clothes in it, my hunting tote, a target, I brought a target. I really want to get into the habit of shooting one arrow before every hunt that I go on. And I don't, is that something that you do? Yeah, um, and not necessarily every hunt, but I try to do it anytime that I am driving my bow for um, a, a longer distance, be it more than an hour or so. I'd like to shoot it just, just because the last thing you want is to have a nice deer or an elk or whatever you're hunting step out on you and you miss it by 20 yards because your sight got moved in transit and or your wounded deer because your sight got moved in transit you know it doesn't take much to get that sight bump to the left and now instead of hitting the lungs you shoot a deer in the leg you know it's such such a simple thing to check real quick while you're out there just am i still on yep we're good to go let's, let's all you gotta it. all you gotta do is bring a target yeah and we were that was something else that's pretty much all the stuff that i brought it, it doesn't seem like a lot, but that picture that I just showed you, it, it's uh, its a pile of stuff. It's, it's a lot of stuff. I actually texted uh, my future sister-in-law, because every time that she packs to go somewhere, she brings, like... Way too many... Dude, like, just, like multiple, multiple suitcases. It's like, you're going for, for two days, you know? Yeah. So I always kind of give her a hard time about that, so I texted her a picture, and I was like, is this what you feel like every weekend? Yep. Like, every time you go somewhere? And she's like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I cannot share a suitcase with my wife. It doesn't matter. They matter how many days we're going somewhere. It's, you get yours, and I'll take my duffel bag. Oh, see, I get lucky. We, we share a bag, and most of the time, I don't even have to pack it. That's nice. It, I, I don't usually have to pack very much. I about pack myself, and that's about it. All the, the dog stuff, the food, that's usually taken care of. Like just like this trip, I, I did pack all my stuff this time, but the food was taken care of by uh, by Caitlin. So another thing we were talking about, what was the question you asked me way before we started recording? Ex expectations, what you think? Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, where I was talking about my site. So he asked me what what I was because uh, again, I've I've never been out here. This is my first time coming out hunting. I've been out here, but I've never been hunting. So he asked me, what are your expectations as far as what do you what do you think? Kind of the same question that he asked earlier, but my sight is one thing that I am, uh, I don't know, I'm not really nervous about it. I switched over to an HHA single pin slider. From? From Jared. No, from... Oh, the site, the site was from Jared because he got a new one that shot up farther. What but did you what have? I had before yeah. was a solid state five pin. And the one thing, you know, and maybe it was me because I didn't put a lot of time into it. And I did put time into it, but I'll tell you what, man. Putting that new slider sight on made my bow so much more fun to shoot. Like, I don't know if it's, a, you know, how far out you're shooting or how easy it is and how much less clutter. I, do, I think it's a lot easier to shoot the single pin versus the five pin. Yeah, I think you can be more accurate too. I mean, you could dial it into 25 yards, 42 yards, 57 yards, like, you know, it can, your, your sight can be more accurate than you can be, so. Yeah, and the, the, uh, the one thing that I'm, not really worried about, but kind of worried about, I guess, is how 
you know, when I'm in my tree stand, I can range everything, and the longest shot, I mean, if I wanted to shoot out of the field, then it's, you know, 900 yards, I think, is what the corner of the field is from my stand. Mm-hmm. I was bored one day, and I ranged it. So, obviously, 900 yards is the max shot limit. <laughs> yeah, but realistically, I mean, if they're passing through the pinch point that my stand is set up on, I would say, realistically, you are looking at a maybe a 50-yard shot if he's on the, the edge of the field. But if they're walking through that pinch point, which is how I have my stand set up, that is where I would like them to go. But the longest shot, if they're actually set up in that pinch point, is 30 yards. Yeah. So out here, it's going to be, you know, I don't know how easy it's going to be to adjust that site if say we're watching it's 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 really scenario based i mean if you're stocking up on one and he's bedded or for you know there's a lot of different factors that play into it but it'll be interesting to see how i like that slider site out in the different terrain than what i am used to hunting yeah and you know i i also i also shoot a slider and i had kind of thought about that when i went with it is like, what if I need to make an adjustment? Am I going to have time? And, you know, there has been a few times where I've been rushed. But, honestly, it was probably times where I, sh- I didn't really have a shot. Um, the the times where I, I really had a shot, I got in undetected. There, the deer didn't know I was there. And it's never really been a problem to range it, adjust your sight, and draw back with, without being rushed or pressured you know there's it's very few times where you have to range quickly and adjust on the fly and range again and adjust on the fly and then you miss the shot because you're moving a lot of times you know you have a little bit more time than you think and you've been coming out here for eight years out of those eight years i want to say you said that you have five kills uh yes out of those and that's rifle and bow but out of those Five. How many of them? Well, I suppose the rifle ones are a little bit different. But let's do a bow hunting scenario. How many of those five? How far were they? And were they moving? Were they bedded? Were they stopped? Did you stop them? What is uh, your? And again, there's a lot of different factors that are going to roll into that, you know, scenario and how that's going to play out. But in general, you know. To me, and again, I've never been out here, but to me, they're going to be either moving or bedded. So, it's funny you say that. I've never shot a moving deer with a rifle or a bow out here. Um, I don't I don't know if I... With a bow, for sure, I would never take a moving shot. These, They're just too quick, and there's way too many things to go wrong. Um, with a rifle... So, do you try and stop them? Do you do, you do that? I, I have stopped deer. Um, I've never shot at a bedded deer. They've always been standing. A lot of times it's just because it's hard to get the angle with the grass out here and the, the way the cliffs are, you're high, you're low. It just it just hasn't been a thing. I haven't stocked up on a bedded deer and had a shot while it was bedded. Not to say you couldn't. It just hasn't happened. Um, the kills that I have... I have shot, I have, I take that back. Uh, I do have a rifle kill where I shot embedded one time. Um, otherwise, all the rest of them have been 
every one of the kills has been the deer have been kind of moving around just feeding doing whatever they do they stop on their own and I shoot and that's that's that um, I have stopped deer and I've missed a couple shots with a bow um, I have I've had deer that are just doing their thing and I ranged the wrong thing and I missed that shot I've I've definitely had opportunities you know every year um, if I didn't miss a deer I would have had a bow kill all eight years but such is life sometimes you miss and luckily I have not at least not to my knowledge wounded a deer out here so I've either clean missed or I've killed it and that goes back to a couple episodes, a couple weeks ago, we had Jared on, and he was talking about his Montana mule deer, and he shot that deer going towards, right towards evening, and he ended up backing out. He's what three miles in, if I remember right. He had ended up backing out, going back the next day, and found that deer and had to put another arrow in him. And they're tough animals. It, you know, that that that's one thing. It, it comes down to being a being a good sportsman, and, and you know. Because he had said, you know, he, had, he saw that bigger one that was out there that he said if he'd have shot that, he could have been on a freaking outdoor magazine. Like, you know, he yeah. was a tank. But, and that's the same with any outdoor activity that you do. You know, you always got to be uh, ethical and have integrity. Big word. Big word for you. I saw you sounding that one out your head. Yeah, I had to think about that one first. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think another thing that I'm really looking forward to being out here is, is being able to glass. Yeah, it's it's a different thing. It's um, it's one of my favorite parts. It's just sitting up and looking around, and then you're like, oh, there's one. Oh, there's another one over there. I just think it'd be cool to get one and have, you know, I've heard stories of guys that go out together, and they'll spot one, and then they decide to make a move on it, and one guy stays at the glassing point, and the other one goes in after it. And obviously there's no communication whatsoever yep. other than looking at them through the binos and trying to figure out what in the hell the sign language yep, is that they're using. I was just going to say, we've done uh, we've done a couple hand signs before that were, uh, what what are you, I don't know what you're trying to say right now. Yeah. And then you take two steps and you bump the deer and you're like, oh, you were trying to say that the deer's right here. Gotcha. We'll have to like, like tonight when we get there, we can have a few beers and uh, yeah take a notebook piece of paper and write down what plan out the hand what signals. the hand signals mean have a little cheat sheet in your pocket yep it'll be interesting to see how much snow is out there we're uh let's see what is this uh what does this sign say here where are we going by uh my eyes suck so i'm not gonna read it for a minute what does that say <laughs> dawson da- what dawson oh i thought it said doreen <laughs> <laughs> now we're i don't know Maybe probably a little less than an hour from Bismarck. And then on the other side of Bismarck, we still got a trek. So we're about to the halfway point. And it sounds like once we get past Bismarck is when we're going to start getting to the temperature. It's sitting at 36 right now. So it's going to uh, gonna get a little bit colder. Actually, quite a bit colder. Being outside right now and it's raining, dude, it's, it's, uh, it's cold. Yeah, and it's windy. It doesn't seem that cold. But it's kind of cold. Like you were saying, like in the spring. Yeah, in the spring right now, we'd all be wearing shorts and t-shirts. But right now, it's like, all right, put your pants on, get the jacket out. It is, it's getting cold. 
I can't lie though, I'm, I'm kind of looking, I'm kind of liking it, because that just means, you know, the ice is going to be here soon, but. Yeah, pulling the, pulling the fish house behind us when we're going on a road trip, it, uh, it's just kind of a sign of things that are going to be coming with the, the ice fishing, and, and me, you, and then our other buddy Jacob, all having wheelhouses now, we'll be able to, I think we're going to try to set them out on a, on a spot this year, but. The one thing I am a little, so obviously my sight, I'm concerned about my sight and the slider. Not really concerned, just that it's going to be a learning curve. You're going to have to pay attention to it. Yeah. But my pants that I have, how big of a deal is the noise when you're doing a stock? I've never done the spot and stock method before. Um, that's going to more so depend on the wind. If it's, you know, if we have a good, a good breeze it's wet uh, you should be fine but if it's quiet and calm and it's, we got crunchy snow or the all these leaves it's gonna be tough uh, it, the, the sound play, the the leaves on their own play such a huge factor right now like you get into this you know, all the leaves are coming off the trees but I mean luckily they got snow so it'll probably be nice and wet and quiet but you come out here when it's dry and all these leaves fall and you're fighting to take a quiet step anywhere and these you know the deer they hear you from everywhere it don't matter you would need a pretty stiff wind to uh, push the sound of all the crunching leaves off that I would almost be nervous to be taking the shot with a bow in that wind so Hopefully we get lucky and the snow keeps everything wet and quiet and then it's, you know, if we get, if we can get a little bit of a breeze that we can walk into to kind of cut some more of that sound down, I don't, I think it'd be alright, it won't be a problem. Might just have to take nice wide steps. Well, and it'll be interesting to see how much snow is actually out here because we've seen predictions anywhere from 3 to 6 all the way to 12 to 18. Yeah. And I think the, the 12 to 18... If that's the case, it's going to be really, really good because you're going to be able to see everything. Yes. It's going to be really, really bad because you're probably not going to be able to drive around on all the roads and going out, you're obviously going to have some drifting snow and stuff like that. So a stock that would usually take you 20 minutes is now going to take you 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, you'd be trudging through some snow. And then by the time you get up there... You see the deer run the other way. <laughs> you either are gonna turn around and go back and be pissed off, or you're gonna keep going and still be pissed off. Whether you, yep. But that goes back to the type B fun. I mean, the, the, when you when you do it and it sucks at the time, but then you go back and look back at it and it's like, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I've had a lot of hikes out here where I put a mile, two miles on following a deer, and then you bump it out and it's in the next county and it's. It's a long walk back, but you know this is this is year eight, so it's it's one of those things where it sucks in the time, but you gotta just look at it as you know I just, you just chased the deer a couple miles. Now you uh, move on to the next one and find another one. So what are what are some things for myself and the other people that have never been out here? Um, you know I, I think it's a big advantage for me going with yourself as somebody who has been out here for, like you said, you've been out here eight years, 
what are some things that you have picked up on and learned over the years, some of which may have been self-taught lessons, so to speak, that uh, once you do it, you're thinking, God, that sucks, I don't want to, I shouldn't have done that, or yeah. never going to do that again. Well, so one of the biggest ones that was the hardest for me to learn is not every deer you find is going to be stockable or killable. There's a lot of times where you'll see a deer and it'll you'll see it from the road as you're just driving along and that deer sees you and I mean it's out in the middle of a field there's there's no brush to get behind there's no ridges to follow you know it's one of those ones where you can make a mental note of it and move on and then come back to the area later and see if you can refine it but you'd almost be wasting your time trying to get out and make a plan especially those ones where it's um you know it's it's like the morning and the sun's kind of been up for a little while now you know those deer are are on the move to go to their bedding um, a lot of these ridges are short so it's it's not like you can sit up and watch a deer that deer might go over two three four five ridges to find its bedding it's it's not big massive holes like in some states so knowing when to when to make a plan and make a play on a deer and knowing when to move on and come back to it later that was a that was a tough lesson to learn um if you can go with someone do it because that that knowledge of being able to uh, scratch a few areas off that are just they're not what you're looking for or kind of you know giving a head start is always good uh, if you're coming out here with zero experience with nobody take a take a day or two or make an extra weekend out of it and just drive around and map out the roads uh, take pictures of areas and, and put them on the apps that you have so you know what you're looking at so you can make a plan find find deer in different areas and and have that ability to you know when you get out there to hunt or you can't find a deer in the area that you thought they were going to be in you can go somewhere else don't get hung up on well this is the one square mile of mapping that i've downloaded this is where i'm going to hunt the whole time be willing to move it's not much different than my out-of-state stuff that the advice that I'd said for that is be be willing to adapt and uh, try new things if you can make an extra scouting trip that would be even better but well I think another thing that like what you touched on there whether you're coming out here by yourself or with a buddy whether that buddy has experience or yourself has experience I don't know in my opinion it's it's I've never obviously I do the solo game tree stand hunting but that's a different animal compared to this I think even just having a buddy coming out to a place like this I mean, like I said I think it's a, it's a huge benefit for myself having going going with somebody that, that has been out here for, for a number of years but what do you go back to the same spot or is it kind of like you have one spot where you're like okay I always see them here and then would you say you we're gonna see them more when we're driving around in the truck, or more when we're up on a bluff, uh, glassing, or is it kind of a kind of an even thing? And I'm asking not just for the listeners, but for myself as well, because I've again never been out hunting out here. Yep. Um, 
Well, so first question, do I go to the same spot? I do go to the same spots. It's a lot of spots. You've it's been, it's not been, so much spots as it is general areas. You've been a couple where you've seen, haven't you seen kind of the spot where you've seen elk almost every time you go to No, it? actually I've never seen an elk out here. Is that not you? Somebody was talking to you said that they saw, oh, I think it was Jared. Jared was out here and he saw an elk and that, he mentioned it in a couple episodes or a while ago now, I don't remember. But he actually mentioned that he saw a elk that ran out of the, the, the thicket and he went in there and it was like he walked into his bedroom like he could just smell him all over the place. Yep, I've seen uh, tracks and sign, but I have never actually seen an elk in the Badlands. Um, I've seen whitetails, muleys, grouse, turkeys, uh, a lot of ram, a lot of bighorn sheep, but never, never an elk. Um, so I do have I go back to the same spots, but by spots, I more so mean general areas. In those areas, there's a ton of different spots and, you know, places. There there are a few valleys that I will check every time. Um, but for the most part, it's, it's about, I don't know, it's about a 40-mile stretch with roads kind of connecting them all that I will check different spots. And you could probably check all of it in, or drive it all in a day but you're not you're not going to cover it for deer all in one day maybe a weekend um, as far as where you're going to see the most deer I want to lean towards you're going to actually see more deer just driving the roads from the truck on a good weekend you know like like this one is supposed to be on a good weekend where deer are active I would say you're going to see more from the truck but the quality is going to be when you get out and get up on the bluff and see what you can't take a look at what you can't see from the road you'd also be surprised as to how many deer you drive by that you don't see where you know you can you'll drive by a field and you won't see anything and then you get by you know park the truck and get out and just glass for 10 minutes and there's a lot of times where those valleys that you're like nope, nothing's here you'll you'll pick out a group of deer sitting bedded down in the back somewhere and you know I often wonder while we're driving around like just how many deer we've passed that are within 500 yards of the road and you have no idea that you're there because I've seen I've seen from a bluff with binos I've been I'll watch a deer and you'll hear a car coming and the deer will lay down the car will drive by the deer will get back up and go back to what it was doing and it, it just they know I mean there's the where where these roads are that you kind of go around there's a lot of work traffic on them so the deer know that if they hunker down for a minute the car will probably go by and then they'll be able to do whatever they got to do again you i know we did a podcast on it a while back where i think it was your was it last year that you take two two deer in one yes. day yep what was the the just a quick recap of, uh, of that one for the new listeners that have just shown up or the, the people that maybe didn't didn't catch that episode. So that was actually, um, it was a November hunt last year. I had a rifle tag and a bow tag with. Uh, we had got, we were there in a blizzard, probably worse than what we're driving into currently. It was, I, 
at least a foot of snow on the ground, still snowing, and it was, we were in the negatives in the, in the nights and during the colder times of the day. But um, the, the bow tag actually was, we were driving, we had to get from one area to the other, you kind of have to come out of the Badlands a little bit, cut across the ag land and then go back down in. Well, we were running a little late because it was cold and I decided to sleep in just a little bit that right as the sun, well, not even coming up, that half an hour before legal sh legal shooting light, uh, we were coming across the ag land and it was, it was just a little plots land right up at the top that, you know, you drive by it a bunch of times, you never see anything there. It's, it's not even knee high CRP, you wouldn't think anything of it. And uh, from the truck, I looked over to talk to my dad, and I saw three bucks standing right at the edge of the field. So we slam on the brakes, and the deer don't move. And we kind of sit in the truck for two, three minutes to let that sun come up just a little bit more. And I was able to sneak out and put an arrow in one. And then then uh, we went into the area that we had planned to go to and found another deer in there. And that one I ended up hiking through all the snow for I think I probably put on close to two miles following that deer and that was the one deer that I have shot out of its bed I had a, about a 150 yard shot from ridge to ridge to get that one that was a couple hours later on the same day so that bow kill has to be probably by far the easiest one that you've ever had yeah I mean I don't know if that was much easier than having a deer walk right under your tree stand but it was um, it was one of those ones where I drove all the way out here I put all the miles hiking in in the more rugged country and then I shoot one right next to a cornfield so <laughs> yeah you, you drove all the way across the state to shoot a deer in a cornfield yep pretty you know, much cornfields all around at home pretty much that's what it was but you take what you can get you know it was a nice buck and I had originally grabbed the rifle and I was like, you know what? We still got probably four or five days left in the trip. It's within bow range if I can get around the truck and get to where I wanted to get to to shoot at it. Let's let's see what happens. Made it happen. Well, you can't complain about that. You know, one thing I, I did find out today that I was unaware of I thought we were coming out here with four, there's four of us going to be here. Hopefully, well, you guys will meet the other two. Uh, I think they're coming Friday. Yep. So, it might be next episode or the episode after that. And we might drop these episodes um, semi-close together. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But I thought we were coming out here with four guys that are all going to be bow hunting. We're going to have four tags. That is not the case. It's incorrect. We have one tag. And that's mine. Yep. So I am single-handedly representing the North Bros team this weekend. Oh, West. The other guys, they're still going to be hunting back home. But uh, wh where's your tag at, Wixo? Uh, it's probably in the mail. So I've always uh, just bought my tag over the counter from Shields, usually on the week of the trip. And uh, in hindsight, I was told that I don't think you can do that anymore. Who told you that? <laughs> I don't want to answer that question. I told you that. Yeah, this, that is true. Um, 
So I, I procrastinated and procrastinated, and then I eventually called Shields and asked uh, if they still did that, to which they told me, no, the state of North Dakota no longer allows that to happen. So I ordered my tag that night, and it was not in the mail by the day we left. So, which is fine. The whole plan was put Nick on deer, and then if he got his deer, um, you know, I'll, I'll start trying to fill mine. But now we can, uh, I can fully dedicate it to you. I don't have to have that in my, in the back of my mind. Like I should, uh, I'll grab my bow and let him take the shot. And if it doesn't work, maybe I can make something work. It is 100% trying to get you in the best position that we can to part make that, a shot. It's part of that so you can get me to come back. Um, yes and no. I think you'll come back either way, whether whether we get uh, tag filled or not. Just because... Well, like it, 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 I don't know. I said before, like, if I wasn't... Like, I didn't think I would be this excited for this trip. And right away when we planned it, I was kind of like, well, you know, it is what it is. I'll, well, I guess I'll go. And then as it got closer, I'm like, oh, I'm going out west. I'm going, oh, dude, I get to go out west. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Do you ever, how often do you check your freaking mail? Um, on average, once a week to a week and a half. And you have one of those stupid little community mailboxes. Yep. Yes, I do. Then we stopped on the way out of town to... We don't need to talk about how full my mailbox is. And you literally, like, everything was... You had to, like, stuff it together <laughs> to get it in there. Yeah, I, I did not even empty the mailbox. I put it back. Which is funny because um, I'm the only one with the mailbox key. So Savannah couldn't even go get the mail that is in there because I have the key with me. <laughs> so, you know, that's how that goes. I would like to step back one second and say it is really dumb that the state of North Dakota makes you buy your tag online so that they can mail it out to you. But I think that's a pretty new thing because I remember... Yeah, brand new this year because I... I no, I think it was last year too because I, nope, I... it was for sure not because I, sure? I, I know that I bought my bow tag at Shields. I bought my bow tag at Shields every year since I've been bow hunting except for this year. How many years have you been bow hunting? Um, at least nine or ten. This is my fifth season, and I am still yet to uh, yet to be successful. But you know, I, I think this year I've, I've given myself the most opportunity, more than that I have in the past. But yeah, anyway, your mailbox, dude. Like, you you're not gonna get any more mail. And then you got all excited when you saw the, the Montana Game and Fish. And you yeah, I did. I, I got a letter from Wyoming Game and Fish. Or, I, yeah, I have no idea what that would be about. You been hunting there recently? Nope. I did buy a point for elk, antelope, and mule deer like two years ago. No, no, that's weird. It's like it, you probably don't this somewhere. Probably. That, what was that that we just drove through? A little bit of fog. Maybe, a, fog. maybe a ghost. I don't know. It is spooky season. It is spooky season. You know, without trying, I I do tend to end up in the Badlands like most Halloweens. Oh yeah. Yep. Just I don't know. I think it's I think it's more so the fact that uh, I try to get out there as late as I can before rifle season. 
Yeah, that makes sense. This, yeah, I don't know. The, the, they finally took the corn off back home. And so there's a part of me, and I have some really nice deer on camera, one of which was back again tonight. That's Bucky. And uh, so there's like a part of me that wants to fill out here. And I, years past, I've had the mindset of, you know, I want to get this done and just be done with it. Yep. I don't have that this year. Like, I, I am fully invested into spending as much time as I possibly can sitting either in the tree stand or coming out here. And you're, you said you're actually coming back next weekend? Yeah. Yep. I will be back out here on the road uh, next Thursday. So is this time of year where you don't work, like, Thursdays, Fridays? Well, I, I don't usually work Fridays in general. We do four tens. Gotcha. Um, but I will be. I will work most of the Thursdays. I might try to dip out an hour early or so. But yeah, a lot of uh, late night drives on Wednesday or Thursday, and hunt Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning, and back on the road. You know, it sucks that you can't trust people enough to leave the house out here. Yeah, if anybody's listening in Western North Dakota and has some extra room to set a 26-foot fish house down for about a week or two at a time, let me know because I would really like to not have to pull this thing back and forth every time. But, you know, at the same time, it is what it is. It's kind of, uh, it goes with the territory. It's I find this... A lot more enjoyable than staying at the hotel you know you're you got kind of your own place set up how you want right in in the badlands it doesn't get much better of a view and you're right there plus nobody's going to complain about getting the extra half an hour of sleep that you don't have to drive in from the nearest town for so i'm actually texting the guy right now i might be able to get you a spot to leave those <laughs> that'd be pretty cool because yeah, we'll uh, we'll be packing home Sunday, and we then will be driving back out Thursday night. So it'll be a whole four days. I'm texting Charlie Wynn. He hasn't been on an episode or a podcast yet, but he, we're gonna do a phone-in one. I think actually this coming or when this airs, it'll be yesterday that we planning on doing that. I don't know if that's actually going to happen or not. But we got a lot of a lot of good stuff coming up here. I mean, we're going to get a handful of episodes out of this weekend. And you'll we'll probably have one or two more. Hell, maybe even next weekend. If this works out, you can even take this stuff with you and get Tyler on his first one. Yeah. Is it just you guys coming back on next weekend? As of now, yeah. I'm guessing it's, it was kind of a last minute thing. He, he had asked me uh, last weekend when we were together, if I had anything going on, he wanted to give this bow hunting thing out west to try, and uh, but I didn't have anything. This is kind of my time of the year where I don't make any plans other than hunting, so um, worked out, and I will uh, be getting him out here for the first time too. I don't believe that he has ever hunted out here either, so... Is he new into bow hunting, or has he been doing it um, he has, he's been in archery and bow hunting before. I think he had taken a bit of a break through college, just didn't have time, didn't have, you know, 
places to go, whatever. Too busy. Yeah. Uh, and now being out of college and kind of doing his own thing, just back in that working life, I think he's uh, wanting to get into it. And that's your brother-in-law. Correct. It probably doesn't help that it's about all I talk about when we're together is hunting and fishing. So I'm guessing uh, if all works out and work doesn't take him out of the area, he'll be um, doing some more with that. So, well, he, well, I've met him a couple times. He's he's a pretty cool dude. He, he comes ice fishing hey. with us a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm, uh, with the, the colder weather coming here and the, the freezing temperatures starting to creep in, won't be long, and that's all it's going to be all the time. I'm like I said, I'm not. I don't want to. I'm not going to do what I've done in the years past, and that's once it gets cold, I switch to ice fishing right away. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the. Uh, this will be my. Well, these next four, three, four days here, that's going to be, and these will be all day hunts that we do. Um, but we, or I've been out in my stand back home probably five or six times already. And I've yet to have, um, I've yet to have any deer come in on me. I've had a couple that have kind of skirted around the outside and I know one time I got winded, but they were... There's a group of smaller does, so that's... How many times has your buck come in within an hour of you leaving? Twice. <laughs> Twice. And then he was there. He's daylighted. He's daylighted on me three or four times already. And he actually daylights more in the evening than he does in the morning. And then last Sunday, he came through, and it was, uh, it was 6.30, and I was working out on I was helping Mike out on the farm and at 6 30 my cell cam goes off and it's a picture of Bucky standing there I'm like god dang it dude and the, the shitty part is I was I was like 15 minutes away from Oof. from there I'm like god dang it should have just hopped in the truck and ran down the road yeah right I don't know it'll be interesting to see how it changes now with the they, they took the corn off um, they took the corn off last week so, well, when this airs, yeah, they actually took it off yesterday, but uh, when this airs, it'll be a little over a week ago that the corn came off. So it'll be a little interesting to see how that changes the deer movement. I know, so we're running more cell cams out on that property than we ever have before. We've got four of them out there, and three of them, actually, I wonder, I'm going to pull it up right now. I don't think my one camera is working again because when they were harvesting that field, I didn't hit the, the cameras right in front of, right in front of the, uh, where they were harvesting. And I don't believe I got a lot of pictures. Did your camera get attacked by another squirrel? Oh, no, I got one picture of them driving by, but I should have gotten more than that. Let's go look at the settings in this thing and see what, uh, maybe I have my, my motion delay set a little bit longer. This is always an interesting time of year when uh, crops start to get pulled off and the patterns that you may have had on your deer, they all start changing. They're not going from that bedding area to that cornfield anymore. They're, you know, looking for something else. Plus, especially with this cold weather break we're going to have, I'm, uh, I'm interested to see if that speeds up any timelines for rut activity, which will throw a wrench in every plan that you've had up until this point so um, 
it'd be, uh, you know, it's the time of the year where you got to start adapting and, you know, the deer's, the deer patterns are going to change and you got to move with them and figure out what they're doing now instead. Yeah, and, and I'll be, I probably won't get any of my pictures here once we get out here until Sunday when we're, when we're heading back, but, uh, like I said, I know tonight we had him come in, we had Bucky come in on one camera that was in the least uh, least expected spot for him to appear. And the way we have our cameras set up where if they come in one way and work their way all the way through, we're gonna get a minimum of three pictures of them, no matter what, what way they, he decides to go. And like I said, today he came in on a camera that is in what I would say is my least expected spot for him to come from, which is, like you just said, that the patterns might start to, to switch up a little bit with that crop coming off and they're not gonna be able to, to hide in the spots like they, they normally would. Not, not only hide, but use it as a, as a cover to you know get from, from bedding to feed or Or, or just losing that feed source. Yeah, or just that, that in that, you know, if you're out on the on the edges of the fields and stuff, there now is is a good time to be in that spot because the, 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 you know there's going to be some leftover stuff that the combines didn't get and, and you know the, the stubble and you find them a lot of times out in the stubble. At least at my personal. Well, that's where my uh, my deer was shot last year. Yeah, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. It's 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 a it's a fun time of year to be uh, watching your cameras and, and, and your properties and trying to pattern deer and noticing the change in patterns. It's also going to be nice for all the guys out there pheasant hunting and, and bird hunting this weekend. But a lot of this crops coming off and there's not as many places to hide. They're going to start having to uh, congregate in all the CRPs that we can hunt and and, and the sloughs actually be able to find some birds instead of just pushing them into the next field over. I don't know, depending on how this weekend goes, we might have to take a little break and go lock one or two CRP pieces. Yeah, I'm hoping uh, not next weekend, but the following, I'm kind of thinking about making another trip out trying to find some pheasants. Even just getting a little bit farther west, like a, you know, Valley City area, there it seems to be... Dude, it's tough. Around home, there's, there's a yeah. lot... There's a well, and I think the crop is, is making it worse. But the numbers seem the game and fish is saying that they're way up, but it actually seems like they're in our area they, they took a hit. And I, I don't know if that has to do with the winter that we had last year or the hunting pressure or what that really ties to. I think a lot of it too is that there's a lot of people hunting and not a lot of places to go. Those public land fields get hit, and then they get hit again, and they get hit again. They get hit the next morning, and then they get hit that evening, and it's, you know, those, the birds just, they're not going to go back until they get pushed off of the private land stuff, and, you know, that might only be one or two weekends a year, if at all. So, I'm still yet to see, see any bird or roosters in the three days that I've been on pheasant hunting, I haven't seen a single one yet. Not even, you know, it's it's common that you'll see them out on the gravel roads in the evening or in the morning or, yeah. I think that is going to start picking up now that it's getting cold. 
Yeah. They don't have to be out in the open when it's 60 degrees out. I'm pretty sure the band color back home this year is like a like a bronze color or something. I don't, I don't know for sure, but I know I know one of my buddies that that had a he walked. He has a whole bunch of private land, which always like holds a ton of birds, and he didn't even get any this year uh, on his stuff on opener. He usually they go out and get like a four or five man limit, and this year they didn't get. They got a couple that were ditch pounders, you know, they were just sitting there and they they were stupid and sat there long enough for him to, to get a shot off on them, but it, I don't know, it's, it seems it seems tough. Yeah, a lot of people had a hard start, but I, I think that all these crops were the problem, I, I do, and uh, I had a lot of people were saying that they were seeing a lot of birds in the spring, so I think they're out here somewhere, we just fear where they are. What else have you been up to? You haven't been on it. You know, we haven't had you on it. Well, I think it's only been a week or two I now. Say, I don't think it's been too long. Um, not a whole lot. We had some family stuff to deal with, so I haven't really got out to do much hunting or fishing. Um, boats pretty much put away in storage. You, Camp, still, you still have that for well, sale. Yeah, kind or, of. Or is it not for sale anymore? It's, it's pending. We'll say it's pending. Oh, you actually got somebody looking at it? Yep. Why haven't you told me about that? I have. I just told you what oh. I like today. He told, he pretty much shut you down. He said no. Nah, I don't know. Well, either way, it's pretty much going to be off the market for the winter. It's all basically... I kind of liked the deal that we had. This, yeah, of course you did. You got a phone. free boat. It wasn't free. I had to put gas in it, and I oh, stored no. it for you. And I stored it for you. <laughs> what? You say that like it was hard. You just put it in the shop. You had your garage, didn't you? Yeah. And you enjoyed that. Well, I guess if I still have it next year, I won't give you the burden of having to store it. Well, I wasn't saying it was I'll a just burden. leave it in my garage. No, no, no it's fine. I didn't I'll it. leave it with no gas in the garage next year. It's fine. No, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll, I'll take one for the Figure it out, huh? I don't, oh, man, that was, I don't even remember what your question was anymore. My question? Yeah, you asked me something. And yeah, that's what you've been up to. Oh, yeah. If the boat was for sale, and we're still talking about that. You sure you're good to drive? Well, considering all I've had is a Coke from McDonald's, I think I'm okay. Well, you're giving me shit for making an Ignite at 9 o'clock. That's because you've had two. Yeah, it is only my second one. What do you mean only? What? You pulled up with an Ignite at 6.30 and then had another one at 8.30. All we're doing is driving to the campground, dropping the trailer, and going to bed. Well, one of us is going to the other one, maybe not so much. You said that I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight? I don't know. Are you? I don't know, man. I'm pretty, pretty amped up to get out and hunt tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Amped up to get out to hunt or the 400 milligrams of caffeine you currently have? I'm actually kind of tired right now. Well, that's just because you're just sitting in a car. Well, the old Minimax is doing pretty good. Yep. That, that whole def system is absolutely Shit. ridiculous. Yep. It is terrible. Oh, hey, what about the... Uh, We've already had an eventful trip, and we're not even we're not even there yet. What? Uh, so the best part is this was on video. It was kind of on video. We'll have to see how well it got captured. I I kind of did drop the phone when I realized what I did. But anyways, um, turns out the McDonald's was the next left. So we got off the interstate to go get some gas. 
and uh, I was kind of hungry, so we were going to swing into the gas station with the McDonald's, saw the sign and everything, got off interstate, hung a left, oh, there's the big sign, let me just take another left, well, all I did was get back on the interstate, <laughs> going right back the direction we came from, so we had a quick little, like, 10-minute detour to turn back around, but, you know, I just gone back to the next town to get fuel. Well, then the fuel thing, that was oh, yeah. stupid, too. Yeah, what town? I don't even know what town we're in. Valley City? I think it was Valley City. Weird. Valley Shitty has a gas station. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We might have some listeners out there. Well, no, tell your gas station is to figure their life out. Don't don't take it personal. We didn't. Well, when your sign says diesel is like 487 and the gas station across the street is 515, well, I'm going to go to the cheaper one. So we pull into the cheaper gas station, get to the pump. Pump says fuel is 587. It's like a dollar more. So they're like flip-flops. Yeah. So we had to go back across the street to the other gas station, which got me all flustered, which is why I got back on interstate instead of going to the gas station. Didn't we? No, we got on the interstate first. No, because I took a right to go to the cheaper gas station. And then... No, no, you got it wrong. We'll peep the video for an instant replay. We took a left and then another left, and we were right back on the interstate. And then when we came back... You were talking about you wanted to go to McDonald's, and then... Oh, you might be right, because then when we came back, I saw the... I looked at the signs and saw that the one was, like, 40 cents cheaper until we got there, and it was actually a dollar more expensive than advertised. Yeah, so we left that one and went back to the other one. This episode is, like, the definition of a bullshit, bullshit session. We started out pretty strong on the, like, what we're doing hunting-wise, but... So much to say for a trip that we haven't, you know, we really just got started. Well, we're only like 45 hours into the drive. Yeah, it's just seemingly like it's taken a while. Yep. We've yet to see any snow yet, though, which is nice. That is nice. I thought it was supposed to be snowing in, in like the Bismarck halfway through the state area, but we've got to be getting pretty close and it's not even raining anymore, so that's nice. What were you going to? talking about earlier when I told you I don't want to hear about it until we're, we're on the podcast. Um, I believe that was when I sat the area that I was thinking oh, about yes, hunting. Oh, yes, yes, you're, you're Minnesota stuff. What, what's... Yeah, I did get out one time. Uh, I haven't got my tag yet, so I just sat the area to see, you know, I I, need, I think I was... Did you bring your boat with you or did you just go for an observation? No, nope, just went out for a little... I think I was dropping the camper off. It's where I store the camper. I was either dropping it off or picking it up. Shout out to James. Yep. Pretty sure I was dropping the camper off. And uh, uh, the neighbor actually gave, so James's property, it basically has like half of an alfalfa field in it. And his own, the, the owner, his neighbor, said that we could basically hunt that field, which is nice because then, you know, if a deer comes out, not like well is it did it cross the property line yet you know you're not really questioning so we've got he's got permission to hunt that whole alfalfa field for any time except for rifle season so i sat i sat on the corner of that property uh just to see you know if i could see anything coming around i had a couple hours to kill and it was uh, right at that sundown Uh, didn't see anything we almost just ran over a possum there was a possum on the road? 100% possum just crossed the road. A live one? Yep. Just ran across the road. Nice. Um, 
didn't see anything in that field. So on my way back to the truck, James has deer walking through his yard all the time. So um, I'm, I'm climbing over the fence, just about to come around the corner where like there's a big brush pile that you can't really see all the way across the property. So in my mind, I'm thinking, well, let me just sneak around this corner real quick and see if there's anything there. So I, I took about two steps out, didn't see a deer. So I was like, well, there's nothing there. I took two more steps and boom, there's two does standing there staring at me. So it's like, well, busted that idea. They, they blew and took off. So I was like, well, they're gone now. Let me just walk back to the truck. I took about four more steps and saw the other two does that were hiding or that I couldn't see behind the tree. They were just staring at me dead to rights. So they snorted and blew off, but um, yeah. Uh, I, I went around and sat in alfalfa field when I could have just sat on his front porch and seen four does come through the yard. <laughs> but he's told me times where there's been eight deer by his shed 11 deer standing out in his front yard. Uh, I think all of them does. I don't think he's said anything about a buck. If it was a buck, it was very small. So, I don't know. Hopefully we can, uh, hopefully there, there's some, some bucks that walk through at some point. That might be my uh, get a tag for end of season hunt. We'll see how North Dakota plays out if I fill that tag. Yep, a little more meat in the freezer. That one, it, that will be strictly a throw some extra meat in the freezer tag, you know, if I do end up doing it. I don't know if I told you it's an option that's on the table for me too, is getting another, or getting, getting a Minnesota tag. I don't, uh, I don't have one now, but kind of like what you just said, it'll, it'll depend on how North Dakota plays out. Yep. I, what is Minnesota's, uh, what is Minnesota's, bow season like when does it end i believe it also ends like late december like the first weekend of january or something like that i i want to say yes uh i'm not a hundred percent sure on that but i'm i'm pretty sure it's pretty late goes you know a couple weeks after their rifle season gotcha we were talking about this i think it was two episodes ago I don't think you were on that one, but doesn't North Dakota typically open the Friday before Minnesota? Yes. So this year... That is different this year, isn't it? Yeah, we're a week after Minnesota. Yeah, so I don't know how true this is, but um, I did hear at work, and I work with some interesting characters, that <laughs> Minnesota's rifle season got moved to, I don't know why I'm slowing down, got moved to earlier in the year because all of the city slickers that come out to hunt are too cold at the end of November. And that's why, I they, can't actually that's why they moved it to earlier in the year. That's, I don't know if that's true. I would assume it's more so got something to do with um, rutting times of deer, whether they're I would think I've in my experience it usually seems to be later minutes or later November that the deer are riding up here. So I would if I was to guess they're moving it slightly earlier to give the deer a little bit better odds of making it through. They're not necessarily full rut running wild all over the place. But 
I'm gonna go with the the city slickers aren't too cold at the end of November. <laughs> you know, Minnesota is actually where we have our most listeners from. So you guys that are Minnesota listeners, feel free to send us a message and give us your thoughts on that. Maybe maybe one of our next episodes coming up here we can uh, we can get into that and so and see what the opinions are of the Minnesota hunters and see if the quote-unquote city slickers is actually what that is not something that I said it's something that I was told at work by a gentleman that lives outside of Minneapolis yeah we're not we're not bashing anybody or anything it's just uh, I mean I could see that being an issue but I don't know that I can see that it I don't know if game and fish is changing dates because of it it's yeah the DNR I don't I don't know that they would look into that and and change an entire season that has been running for how many years just because of the temperature and every year the temperature's not the same so I don't even know how that could. I wonder if that's something they've done in the past change the dates up you know make it the first two weeks make it the last two weeks play around with that and see if it see what it does to the numbers be interesting to see what it does to the numbers you know are harvest numbers up or down compared to other years or um, I don't know it's probably something I should look into and see with what the reasoning is behind that well there's got to be some sort of uh reason as far as why they would change it but I, I like I said I don't know that uh, I don't know that just a group of people complaining because they're cold would be enough to I mean if I was on the DNR and I got that I'd be like yeah okay well don't go hunting then yep, but don't go hunting and again not bashing anybody that that is in the city or anything like that but I don't know it's kind of I just thought that was weird because we were looking it up a couple weeks ago and we're like well yeah, well, the North Dakota's got to open on the 4th or whatever, the 5th, whatever it is. And no, it's, it's a week later. Yep, it is the following. North Dakota's has not changed. No, nope. and they're they're always always the same. It's always noon on that Friday, and then you get three weeks or three weekends. Right? Yes. Yeah. Two whole weeks, three whole weekends. Yep. And it's just like anything else. There's not a ton of people out during the week. I remember last year... I had a rifle tag, and uh, I was in my favorite unit in North Dakota, which I'll, I'll quit putting them on blast. But I was I was just driving around after work one day. I just went out for a little bit, and I was kind of by the river, and there was nobody, no houses or anything around right on the river, but there was a couple, like a mile, mile or two miles on each side of the river. And I was on the North Dakota side and I remember I saw a bunch of deer standing on the field and I just I just whipped around real quick to sit and and glass them to see what they were and this dude drives by and like he's going at a good clip until he sees me and once he saw that I was wearing orange he like totally just slammed on the brakes turned on the side of the road and like spun his truck around and he was just watching me like thinking that I'm gonna just there's a, meanwhile, there's this big-ass post-it sign, believe it or not, in that unit. Weird. Huge post-it sign right in the middle and on the corners. Like, they definitely do not want you going on their stuff. And 
I don't even. I think I looked on Onyx and it wasn't even that guy's stuff. But I suppose you know, small town and you know, in the country, everybody knows everybody. And, and shitty part is, there's there are a lot of not well, maybe not a lot, but there's there's a handful. There's bad apples in every group. So. There's enough people that warrants them making sure you're not doing anything. Well, most of the time when, when something happens like that, where they, you know, whether you ask for permission and get denied or you, you know, whatever the case may be, odds are something happened in the past. To, like, I just saw something the other day, I don't remember if it was on TikTok or what it was on, but it was somebody, there was something saying, like, like if people wonder why farmers don't want you to hunt their land this is why and it was a picture of a quad track with a window busted out and it's like you know first of all if you're going around doing that you're a piece of shit and you should be you know hopefully you get caught but on 99% of the hunters that you run into they're all good people again there's bad apples in every group but I don't know it's just it's like I get it when people say no and slam the door in your face and you know whatever but I don't know that just that thought is never what are you doing slamming the brakes and the truck didn't I didn't do it really yeah why I don't know must have saw the flashing lights and got confused but yeah I don't know there's bad apples in every group so I, I get it as far as why sometimes maybe they don't want you to uh to go on their land, but I don't know. Just the work that you got to put in to get permission on a private piece is—it's tough. Yeah, especially in that area. Temperature is now 35 degrees. It's getting a little colder. It is not snowing in Bismarck. Nope, we're we're making our way through Bismarck right now. Not a whole lot of traffic out here anymore. Yeah, probably not at 10.30 at night on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday, yeah. Nobody was fishing the river either. It's crazy. Weird. No ice houses out. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wasn't sure if there'd be any ice houses on the river that's not, wide open. They're not uh, like three-quarter tons out yet. Yeah, don't bring your dual axle fish house out on the river yet. That's why we kept going. We didn't even, we didn't even go up. I was going to drop a line in, too. Set the rattle reels up for the night. be kind of cool. Yeah, hopefully we catch something this weekend. Probably catch a deer. What are your uh, What are your plans for ice fishing this year? I don't know. Anything um, big or are you going to... I know on the, the episode that was last week, Timmy asked the question, What uh, what is your big ice house purchase or big fishing ice fishing purchase that you don't necessarily have to make it before the season but after or during the season is there anything that you got your eyes on that you want uh i think that's gonna be getting the stuff that i need to get the four-wheeler set up for fishing so i'm like i'm gonna i'm thinking otter monster box um i'm gonna try to figure out a way to get some plywood basically bolted to the front end that I can mount some screens on. I did that with a, with a speaker on my, I used to have a, 
I've got a 2017 Sportsman 850 and I I took a big cardboard box and put it on the front rack and traced it out and then cut yep, plywood with a jigsaw and I just used the lock and ride tabs. That's exactly my plan. Um, so I got some work to put into that. Um, there will be, I'm sure that'll be a whole episode or video or both. I'd like to do an episode on, uh, I think I mentioned this last week, but I want to do one on uh, all of the new releases for ice fishing equipment for this upcoming season and we can cover everything from augers, houses, rods, attachments, accessories, electronics. Yeah, I haven't even really seen much as like the new stuff that's coming out. Um, I think we're, with hunting season right being right now, I think we're a touch early for all the advertisements for that stuff, but. You gotta wonder though, like, and obviously it, it's, it's gonna happen, they're gonna continue to to advance, but how far can it, how far can they go? Yeah, I don't know. How do you, how do you come up with an idea of something that's not already been made? I did see that the, uh, the, is it the Fargo Ice Show? I don't believe that's happening this year. Really? Ice Fest is, but the Ice Show is not, and I don't know why. Hmm. One of these years, I'd really like to get down to, uh, St. Paul and yeah. go to the big Minnesota or the that ice show. I think that one would be. I feel I've, like that's always on a weekend that I have something going on, so I can never make it. I'm pretty sure it's like the first. I could be wrong. But, well, here, let's do a Google search because I don't want to say that or say this and be wrong. I'd also not mind making a trip down there. All right, let's see. Um, December first, so the first weekend of December. I don't know if I have. I feel like we're usually fishing. Yeah, we're. It's really, really close. Uh, and we'll have, be able to fish. I should say we'll have a lot of uh, a lot of ice fishing episodes here coming coming up. But the the earliest that I've ever been on the ice was the weekend before Thanksgiving, and I don't believe that's going to happen this year. I've, I've looked at the hacky weather future cast and looked at like the month long uh, outlook on the weather and it doesn't look like we're going to have super cold temps I don't, I mean there's going to be ice but it is it you know that 3 to 5 inches that you can get out onto the spud bar and, and safely get your gear out and, and go fishing spud bar? 3 to 5 inches? I'm taking the 4 wheeler <laughs> yeah I don't know it'll be fun fun to, to get out on the hard water again. I know this will be our my first full season with the wheelhouse and kind of our our uh, three guys that I'll have. I'm going to be our we didn't really fish together much before. Well, kind of. Me and Jacob have a lot, but I think this will be our first full season of all three of us kind of going together. Yeah. Um, in my mind I have it as we're going to kind of pick a lake and We'll set up houses on that lake and everybody will kind of go in the same area and then we'll obviously have to pull a few times to go on our, our trips wherever we go, Devil's Lake, Leech, whatever it may be, but um, I will most likely end up kind of picking a lake in the, the home range and leaving the house out there and having the four-wheeler out there and running around and doing all that stuff. I think we got a 
do, we got to pick a lake that we have all three of the houses set up, and then if nobody, if you're, if somebody's going out there to fish, then they can just check on it whenever. Yeah. Or we could also utilize Tyler because he lives in that area. Yep. But uh, basically, once a week, at least once a week, like on a Wednesday or something, one person has to go, and we can do rotating shifts on it. Somebody's got to go out and check on it. Why would you go on Wednesday if you're going to be out on the weekend? Just to double check it, make sure nobody's broken into it or anything like that. Just to kind of keep an eye on it. You're just nervous about it, aren't you? I am. I am. I've seen a lot of people, you know, you always see the posts of guys that, you know, oh, my house got broken into and they damaged the door. And more often than not, there's nothing even inside the house. They just... Yeah, that's true. And I mean... Yeah, you go on a Wednesday and you find out, ah, shit, somebody busted out the window on the fish house. Well, you're not going to be able to do anything about it, but at least you'll know, like, hey, you know, you should Or you can bring it back yeah. with you or, or whatever. I don't know. There's, there's a handful of different ways that we could go about it. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's one of those things where you, you hate to see it, but... I don't know. I don't know how a guy prevents it, really. Right. Maybe if you have all your stuff up in a group, it'll help versus being the lone house way out by itself. Yeah. But yeah, on that lake that we go to, there's uh, there's a lot of yeah houses that are just spread up. And I haven't heard of knock on wood. I haven't heard about it in the last couple of years. It, it hasn't been horrible. I remember like four or five years ago, it was it was really bad. There were break-ins all the time. I remember I watched the guy, did I ever tell you about the time I watched the guy get arrested out on the lake? Uh-uh. So I was fishing down in southeast North Dakota, and uh, I don't remember if I had the four-wheeler, I think I had the four-wheeler with me, and I, I don't remember who I was fishing with, I, I don't think I was by myself, but anyway, I'm sitting there, and uh, all of a sudden, the uh, uh, Richland County Sheriff's deputy is driving out on the ice, I'm like, well, they don't really patrol the <laughs> I, lake. I don't think you're in the right spot. And this other poor guy, he had just gotten out there. I don't know what he did, but uh, he had just gotten all of his stuff set up. He was set by 200 yards away from me. And the uh, the cop gets out there and he starts talking to him. And, and all of a sudden this guy's taking his stuff down. I'm like, oh. And, you know, just coming out on a break and telling him it's not a good spot to, yeah. to set up. Yeah, no, he let the guy put all of his shit away, and then he handcuffed him and put him in the back of the car and drove away. What did he put his stuff into? His truck. His truck's just parked on the ice dump? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, left his truck there and put him in the back of the car, and uh, I'm guessing he went to the slammer. Yeah, I wonder uh, Wonder if the tow truck went out there to tow his truck. I don't know. I don't know why. This is not illegally parked, is it, if it's parked on the lake? Yeah, I don't know. And it was, it was like mid-ice season, so it wasn't like it was going to warm up and it was going to fall through or anything like that, but maybe we ought to go check with some sonar and see if that truck's there. Yeah, you should. should. I'm yawning. I'm tired now. A little extra structure. How are you tired? Dude, I don't know, man. So it's not doing it for me. Guy's got 400 milligrams of caffeine in him and he's sitting here ready to go to sleep. How long we got now? I'd say we've probably got another hour and a half, two hours. I was gonna say two, two and a half. Yeah. It's all good. We got nothing but time. What's our game plan in the morning? What time we get enough? 
Um, well, actually, I took screenshots of the. Uh, you want to be up for sunrise, up and hunting for sun or sun up, or are we sleeping in a little bit tomorrow? Being set, we'll probably go to bed about one o'clock. Or we can do the the old get up, you hunt that first hour or two, and then you take a power nap. I I don't hate that idea. Yeah, that's that's a lot sunrise, of times that's on my uh, my first day. Sunrise in the morning is seven twenty seven. Seven twenty seven. Well, we will we can pretty much hunt right outside the door. Like we are camping in a spot we could potentially see a deer. Actually where we're camping last year when I was out there there were oh speaking of deer there's a coyote uh, where we are where we'll be camping this year last year I found a band of bighorn sheep that were 250 yards away really yep I could see them from the window of my camper so is this the same spot that you camped at, or that you have camped at every yes time I have camped? the Three times or two times that I've camped uh, with the fish house, this will we'll be in the same spot. Do you see any snowflakes, or is that just? No, I'm pretty sure it's still misting. Is it just mist? It's when, the, when it's catching the lights, it kind of looks like it's snowing a little bit. Doesn't really look like we're gonna hit very much of it. Looks like it's shifted to later on tonight. Yeah, it's definitely getting windy again. Yeah, the old Mini Max is handling her. Yeah. Speaking of coyotes, I've got two coyotes that have made the area that I hunt back on the east side of North Dakota, the southeast. Yeah, yeah. East, east half, southeast half. And anyway, they've made like where I hunt is their playground. That sucks. Like, I literally, I have pictures of them on my on my uh, cell cam of them literally playing with each other. Like their tails are wagging, they're chasing around, chasing each other around. <laughs> like, I don't know, I got, I also have, and I think what they did is they ran my, my group of does and fawns out of there that I had in there, because I haven't seen them in a little over a week. And this past week I've had, I'd say out of the five days, I've had three days where these coyotes are in there. Sounds like you need to go on a coyote hunt. I think, yeah, set a blind up or something, or hell, even just sit in the stand. I think it'd be fun to shoot one with the bow. That would be cool. I don't know. They're, they're continuously, uh, they're always there at the same time. The other day I had a picture of them laying down right in front of my damn camera. <laughs> yeah, that's not good for deer hunting. No. So I wonder if that, with the crops coming off, if that'll change. Freaking dude in a goddamn ghillie suit 
standing in front of my camera. I'm like, and nobody told me. Like, nobody told me that, that somebody was out there. I'm like, what in the frick? Like, if this guy wants to hunt this this bad and he's sending me a message, dude, I'll leave my stands yeah. there for him. You can have it. And then I ended up talking to the landowner, and it was... Uh, it was just a, a friend of theirs that, that coyote hunted, and then after that, he would, if I was going to bow hunt, we had a big group text, and I would just text in the, in the group text that I was going to bow hunt, and then he would he would either stay out of there, or he would just go in after I was done. Yep. But yeah, freaking full-on ghillie suit, holding an AR-15. Yeah, that'd be a little unsettling if you didn't know what was going on. Yeah, I was like, this guy's trying to send me a message, and his, at the time... I did know there were, it was me and three other people that had permission to hunt on this piece. And I don't care, I'm not, you know, I, I have permission on it and if somebody else asks, I depending on who it is and what the situation is, I, I'd rather not, but it's not my spot to say. And I, I don't really, I don't really mind. I don't know, that's a, that's a whole other conversation. How would you handle that? If you had a spot that you got permission to hunt and the landowner said, okay, well, I have so-and-so. They also want to hunt. I just wanted to run it by you first. I think that'd be it. Just having them do that, I think, would show, like, okay, well, I, you know, giving me the choice, but... That's a pretty solid landowner to ask you what your thoughts are on him giving permission to someone on his land. So would you be mad? No, I would probably say, you know, it's your land. Do whatever you want. But I would probably ask for the phone number so we can, you know, depending on the property type and where his stand is versus your stand, you know, if it's a small piece, I'd probably, you know, can I get his number so we can make sure we're not being out there at the same time, sitting in a tree stand next to each other, staring at each other the whole time. I had a similar situation to that. This was also a couple years ago. And, uh... All right, before we get into that, another question. What are your thoughts on hunting property lines? Uh, as long as you're on the side that you have permission on, I don't see the problem. So I know some people or a lot of people would probably say that, uh, you know, hunting property lines is a pretty crummy game to play. But in this this spot that I have permission on, that's pretty much your only option because it's... it's uh, basically a shelter belt that runs down and then there's a gap in the middle which is the pinch point and then it's another belt behind it well when I first got permission out there I was going out and I was going to set up a tree stand and when I was setting up the tree stand uh, I noticed I, I had asked the landowner and he, he ended up having a couple other pieces that I could have hunted on but he yeah, eventually he said you know there's nobody else or these other places there's a lot of other people that hunt it so if you want your own spot that you're the only one that hunts it go here so I'm like okay that sounds good so I went through got all the posted signs got it had them sign them put them all up and I get out to set my stands up for the first time you know with the the tree saw you know trimming everything up and I get out there and I find first I see a trail camera and it's on the opposite it'd be the neighbor's stuff yep so then I, I pull up Onyx and I'm, I'm zooming way in to get the, the property line. Because there's, no, there's, there's some T-posts and stuff out there. And basically the way that the, the belt is probably 30 feet wide. And I would say the, the 10 feet of it on the north side is the neighbors. And the rest of the 20 feet on the south side is the landowner that I 
have permission from. So I went about it, set up my stuff, and, and uh, ended up getting the number. I, I asked him, look, somebody else hunting out here? And he's like, ah, oh, there, there was a guy quite a few years back that hunted, but he must have just left his stand there. I'm like, okay, well, whatever. Well, I don't remember how it worked out, but I ended up getting the number for the guy that was hunting the north side of it. So my tree stand and his tree stand were set up maybe, maybe 10 feet apart. Like, they were close. And, you know, some people are probably like, well, why the hell did you set a stand up that close to somebody else's stand? Well, I thought that stand was abandoned. And, well, yeah, you saw a trail camera that means somebody's probably out there. I'm like, yeah, well, maybe. Well, it's also, you're hunting one property, that guy's hunting another property. There's, you know, despite there being trees all over, there's not always a lot of trees to set a tree stand in. It's not like you're going out there to hunt the same property right next to a guy. It's, it's two different things. I don't know. I, I see, I see the whole, I get the property line thing, but it's also like, this is the property that I have to hunt. Uh, the deer are probably going to be close to that property line because that's where the trees and the stuff are. The middle of that whole field, that's where all the crops are going to be. Like, that's not where you're going to find deer to hunt. Right. And the, the funny thing about where both of these stands were set up is that, I mean, there was a slim chance that you would have one that crossed through that was just on the property that you had permission on. But nine out of ten times, I would say that it's coming from one piece and going to the next. Yeah. Crossing right over that line. So you're, you're, you're kind of just rolling the dice a little bit. But anyway, so I get in touch with this guy and found out who it is. And I was like, hey, you know, this is... Nick, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm hunting right next to you. I figured we could have this text thread to uh, just let each other know when we're going out so we're not overstepping each other and getting in each other's way. Started out just fine. You know? Then uh, Caitlin was going to come with me one day and she doesn't hunt. She was just going to come sit. And I texted this guy. I'm like, hey, so you got your stand really close together. Uh, do you mind if we... Uh, or if, if uh, I bring somebody with me and they just sit in your stand, they're not going to be hunting, they're just coming with the sit. And at first he's like, yeah, it shouldn't be a problem. And then about 10 minutes later he texts me back and he's like, ah, actually, no, my cousin is, is going to, he might bow hunt that this year and he doesn't want anybody messing it up. I'm like, dude, I'm freaking 10 feet away from you. Like, I'm not going to hunt out of it, we're literally just going to sit in it. You're not going to be there. But I get it, you know, it's your, your own stuff, I, I got you. So then, I was like, okay, no problem. So I ended up going by myself, sitting in the stand, had a couple of those come in, whatever. And then he starts texting me asking, uh, asking if my trail camera has been active. And that year, I had a lot of, of decent buck pictures. And I just remember him asking me, like, like, hey, what is, uh, what's your camera looking like today? Or how, how's it going today? Or what have you been seeing? And every time, I tell that it's dead. Yep. Like, no, nothing. Not seeing anything. So that was kind of a an example of, you know, if you want to... Not not calling him an asshole because he wouldn't let me sit in the stand. I get it. It's your stand. You don't want anything to happen to it. You don't want it to get broke. But the way that you came about it, didn't I didn't really didn't really think that it was a... a Just rubbed you the wrong way. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, and again, at the end of the day, it, it's his stand. Whereas if... if uh, if we were to reverse those roles and he had asked if he could bring somebody to sit in, in my stand, I'd have been like, yeah, whatever, that's fine. 
some people are, are protective over over their stuff, and uh, it's kind of like the like your boat, for example. How many? Granted, that's not even close to being a, a good comparison because your your thirty thousand dollar boat is a little bit more difficult to replace than a hundred dollar yeah. tree stand. But how many people would you let just take your boat? people have driven it. One person's driven it without me there. I'm that, that important, huh? Yeah, you're the only person that's ever taken it without me. Wow. Not many people have asked. Well, it's not really something but that yet. Also, not many people would get a yes. That's fair. Well, you remember when I bought my Razor? We, we had an agreement that I told you, I said, well, hey, if, if I ever want to use the boat and you're not using it, you know, then if you ever need the razor or want to borrow that, you just let me know. And that was our, that was our deal. So now I guess it was payback. I did use the razor. Well, that, you got a free pass on that one. That was your wedding. Huh? So now I guess I'm going to have to come up with something new if I want to use it again next year. If you oh, I'll use it. the razor. It's fine. <laughs> How are you going to haul it? you want my trailer too? Yeah. Well, I guess I'm getting the boat trailer. You might as well get the God, trailer. I thought it was a package thing. <laughs> I give you the boat without the trailer. So last, when we went up and winterized, or not winterized, we put all the campers and stuff away, I replaced that, uh, my brake, did I ever tell you about the brake pressure? Switch yes. That went out? Yep. Yeah, I replaced that thing. That was a pain in the ass. Yeah, the brakes, brakes always suck. It's just a little, it's a little plug with, with, uh, a little two pin connector on it that goes into the brake reservoir and all it is is your uh, your pressure sensor which when you you have to push the brake to start it and there's a way you can get around it you just cut the wires off wire them together tape them together crimp them together whatever and it completes the circuit then you don't even have to hit the brake to start it well I didn't like that idea I, I like kind of having to push the brake to get it started so I bought this part it's only a $25 part and we get uh we get up there, and I'm like, all right, real quick before we start, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. Well, it's on the driver's side behind the front tire, the brake reservoir, or the brake fluid reservoir is there, and on the back side, so it'd be the passenger side of that reservoir. So basically, if you go over to the to the uh, passenger side where the tire is, it's straight in from that tire. Well, the winch is in there, the radiator's in there, all the hoses are in there. I, my brother Sean, or Donkey, he was he was helping me with it, and I was well, I was I only threatened to sell it twice. I'll give you a forty forty two dollars and a pack of bubble gum. Ooh, what kind of bubble gum? Whatever you want, buddy. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Even get maybe even throw in a pack of Zinners for you. It's it's the Rogandas, man. Jerry the Glacier had one on the way here. <laughs> uh, this is true. Roll down the window to uh, throw a Raganda outside and uh, I didn't really think about it. We're going 65 miles an hour down the interstate and I threw it out and one of them one of them you know hit the ground and the other one stuck onto the front of the the, uh, the fish house and I think the rain is the only reason why it fell off. Now I got people mad at me that I'm throwing stuff out the window. Yeah we picked it up later. It's fine. Yeah I went to Taco Bell the other day for lunch. 
and we were sitting right by the window for the drive-thru and this dude's sitting there waiting for he stopped going through his bag of food to make sure he got everything. He crumples up his receipt, throws it out the window, <laughs> drives away. <laughs> I mean, come on, you have a bag that's gonna be garbage. Yeah, I don't know what that guy's deal was. Gotta worry about the uh, the turtles, gonna save the turtles. Yeah, no more straws. Well, what else you got? I don't know. I'm getting real sick of this driving thing, though. Yeah, we're uh, we're slowly making our way. Temperature is now down to 33, and the roads are wet. So yeah, I'm wondering if it's gonna get icy here or not. Wonder if we'll start seeing any snow on the ground. They have. Oh, that guy looks like he's doing some traveling. I think that guy's going hunting. I would uh, place that as a good bet. Points. I think this guy's with him. Yep, 100%. Two Minnesota plates driving at the same speed. That guy had a topper though, so we couldn't see what was inside. I wish there was more traffic so we could just, you know, view and observe. Oh, that's cute. They're doing the same thing. <laughs> Notice how the uh, the Chevy was leading the way. Oh yeah, obviously. The Ford's following him. There we go. Now we got more people riled up. Well. They're probably already riled up because their cars, their Ford's broken down. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you uh, if you've made it this far into this episode, you're uh, you're a trooper. I don't know how many people are actually gonna make it to the end of this one. Like I said, it's a road trip bullshit session, which everybody knows that. It's now. basically like just sitting in the car with us. I don't know why you wouldn't absolutely love it. You should actually listen to this while driving so you can also be driving in the car with us. We got our first comment on an episode uh, today or a Facebook post we put up about the episode from last week. Uh, Randy Worst commented and he said, uh, I always I always feel like I have something to say or something to contribute to the episodes, almost every single one. It's really easy to engage and, and very interesting. So that was, that was kind of cool getting that feedback. You know, the few that I have listened to, I'll find myself, like, talking to it as if I was there. Especially the questions part. The like, question, I'll, I will the, answer the questions. The questions, is a, that's a good segment. I don't know where, why I came up with that or how we came up with that. Oh, the so the host chain. I'm not wearing it right now. It is in the vehicle. But we have two host chains now. One of them is broken. I gotta try and fix it. I really made it a point to bring two podcast chains with, or two kill chains with, because I again thought we had more tanks. <laughs> we might have to just wear two chains. Well, you know what? I do have all the gear here to shoot a grouse, so technically I could kill this weekend. I don't know, man. We came all the way out here, and we both have all of our pheasant hunting stuff. I feel like we might have to. It'll be kind of weird though, not having the dogs. Yeah. Yeah, it would suck. Well, I can't tell if it's getting icy or not. The trailer wants to move around a little bit, but it's also windy. I would be willing to bet that it is. I think I saw some slush on the road back there. I don't see any snow in the in the ditches yet, but it's also hard to tell. Sitting at a steady 33 degrees now. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm updating everybody on what it the weather's It wants going. to freeze. What is it? We can slow her down. I dropped to 55. The trailer got a little squirrely on me. I was like, I don't know if this is ice or not. 
what's the, uh, I don't know, it's funny, like, we go ice fishing in the winter and we drive with these things all the time. I know, I was thinking that today too, like, when I pull this thing hunting and it's icy, I'm just like, oh, let's, let's lower way down, take our time, and then winter comes and the roads for sure are icy and it's like, eh, send it. I think it's funny how when, uh, you know, like, your first snowfall, how it takes people, and I'm in this group as well, it takes you, like, a week to adjust to driving on winter roads. Yep. Well, I had a, I made a little modification to Oscar the other day. Who's Oscar? That's the, the Oldsmobile. Oh, okay. So I name all my stuff. I know, and I can't keep up with it anymore. Well, I named your, I named your house already. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if that sticks. Jerry the Glacier. It will when I make a sticker. That doesn't even, like, go together very well. Starts with a G. Alright, here's your chance. What do you want to name the glacier? I don't. <laughs> no, you have to. Like, isn't the truck big blue? No. Little blue? No. What did Chris call it? The blue one or your work no, truck? No, he said something other than that. He said, are you taking the work truck or the blue truck? No, I think he said big blue. Well, it's definitely not big blue. If anything, I call the truck the Baby Max. The Baby Max? Yep. How about Barry? Barry the Baby Max. How about we just call it the Baby Max? <laughs> the Baby Max? Alright, that's fair. I can I kinda get behind that one because I do call it the Baby Max. You ever seen those stickers that are on the Jeeps that are uh there they put them on upside down and they say if you can read this call for help. Call for help. Or what does it say? I don't know. I've seen somewhere it was like that wasn't supposed to happen. It's yeah. upside down. If you can read this, it's not going well. You should put those on the back of the fish houses. Yeah. <laughs> Nope, I am not going to put that juju on the fish house. It'd be funny to put like a sticker on the back one and say like, like water level <laughs> on the top <laughs> and then do like feet all the way down it. The ideas that you come up with, man, on a long road trip. Yeah, well it's only getting longer being that we're slowing down because I can't tell if it's icy or not and the wind is starting to really push. You know, it's, it goes back to the old saying, like, the, the fish aren't going to bite until you get there. I don't, I've never heard that. you never heard that one? It's no. like the... The fish definitely bite when I'm not there, because they're not biting when I am there, so... I don't know, man, you, you crushed us last year when it came to, uh, when it came to, to fishing. You talking the one time that I caught three fish to zero? That was tough, man. Was... I don't know if I'd call that crushing. Remember that one time you caught that massive pike after I brought him in for you? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. that uh, we also talked about that on an episode a while back. We should have taken a picture of that hog. God dang it, dude. Yeah, you put this big, ugly, obnoxious spoon on, <laughs> and you just start beating the shit out of the No, bottle. it wasn't a spoon. It was a, It was like a jigging wrap. But with rattles, like a rattle trap, I forget what exactly. Yeah, I remember because you're like, dude, this will work. I'm gonna call it in, and you did. And I then, did. And then you reeled it up, and then he freaking smokes mine. It happens every time. I didn't actually reel up. I was still down there. It just like came into me, looked at me, and then absolutely killed your bait. 
we did catch that one too, didn't we? Yeah. You caught that 12-inch pike. Yeah, he was a monster. My biggest pike is still the one that I caught in Devil's Lake last year. What was he, like 30, 38 of that? Or 30? No, I think he was like 31 and three quarter or 31 and a half. I don't, I don't remember. Exactly. He was a tank, though. I don't know, man. It's uh, it's coming, but like I said, I'm trying to stay focused. I'm not even having to try to stay focused on it. But bow hunting is... Uh, i got to start being successful at some point. Well, you do it enough, eventually something happens. Blind squirrel finds it not every once in a while. That it does. And you are a blind squirrel. I am, and I got three guides with me this weekend. Well, you got one guide and two campers. You know, it's about time that it switches and you you guys guide me for once. What are you talking about? How many times ice fishing last year did you come with me and I picked where we went? Only all of them. <laughs> Part of that was because I had the stumble wheel. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, when you can't get around it with anything else. Speaking of the snowmobile, the snowmobile still runs. Well, that's good. I would hope it would. When we were up there last weekend, put the stuff away, I uh, started it up and, and got it out to the shop, and it started smoking like a son of a gun. <laughs> so I pulled it out of the shop, and I I just sat on it and drove it around the loop, hitting rocks off the carbides, <laughs> freaking spitting gravel all that's over the place. That's good for it. Yeah. She's good. I mean, it's only used for ice fishing, so it probably doesn't hurt to have a little bit of extra grip on the skis. And why you buy a freaking 2011 RMK 155 for ice fishing? I don't know. Because <laughs> it was available and cheap. It was cheap. There's a small part of me that wishes I would have gone with the tracks, but at the same time, the, the snowmobile is a lot more fun to go out and ditches with and whatnot. You think that, but man, I don't know. A track razor sounds pretty awesome. I was thinking that this year, and I don't think it'll happen this year, that the two things that I'd like to get, and here we go getting into ice fishing again, but uh, the two things that I'd really like to get for it, number one is a plow. Yep. And then number two would be the heat and defrost. And eventually I'd like to throw a glass windshield on it just so the defroster can, uh, work. can work in the winter. Just having the doors on it, though, that was my last year upgrade I did. That makes a world of difference, dude. Staying out of that wind, the yeah. wind is what kills. I mean, it, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pretty high on tracks. I don't know if it'll happen or not. I actually did have the idea, I just never made the phone call, of trading in the motorcycle for tracks. That's something I can get behind. Mostly because, um, I don't know, I didn't ride it quite as much as I was hoping to this year again, and tracks seem awesome. It is cool with tracks. I mean, you're, you're pretty much unstoppable until you're not, and when you are not... It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> you, you're, uh, you might be able to do it with a couple of side-by-sides, well, I have a snowmobile that'll pull me out. Well, I remember last year when Timmy and I went out to the lake that we're thinking about putting the wheelhouses on. There was a uh, there was a, a Honda Rancher, and this was right around Christmas time when it was super slushy and shitty. Gross. We had gotten a little bit of little bit of ice on, and then it snowed a bunch, and then it got cold again, and it was 
you know, there was a good eight inches of water, six to eight inches of water, and this Honda Rancher or Honda Foreman, whatever it was, got stuck in the uh, got stuck in the snow, and the there was a there was an old Kawasaki mule, nice, like an old old machine that had tracks on it, no windshield, no doors, no roof, no nothing, and uh, I remember when this guy got stuck. I happened to be driving the sled. I think I was leaving, actually, we were leaving, and uh, this guy lived on the lake, and he was going out to check on his wheelhouse, and he got stuck on the way back, so I went over to this, and I drove past him, and I was going to stop right next to him, because I thought he was just stuck in the snow, well, then I got up next to him, and that track on the snowmobile just sank down, and I looked back, and I was just spitting slush all over the place, went up, dropped the house, went back, talked to the guy, he's like, yeah, I'm stuck, and I'm like, well... I got a snowmobile. I'm not gonna be able to do anything. So then he goes, I go and get this mule, and this guy comes up and just crawls right through the slush, not an issue at all. And I remember I took out my phone to video it because when they hooked it up, they wrapped it around the bumper. Ooh. They wrapped the strap around the bumper, and this guy was just ripping on him. And the bumper, the bumper held, didn't uh, didn't rip the bumper off at all. But I was waiting for it, and I I had the uh, I had the phone pointed right at him, and I was kind of trying to do it secretively. Like, I didn't want him to think that, or, like, know that I was Why wouldn't you just tell me that this wasn't going to work if you knew it wasn't going to work kind of thing? Yeah. Oh, it's like one of those things where... Is he really going to do that? <laughs> what did I tell you what uh, Timmy and I did today? Uh-huh. So we had a, uh, at work, we had a, a high bay light fixture for temp lighting. And written on the the box of this light, it said 208. Well, we didn't take it apart to check it. Nice. So we wire it into 208 and we plug it in. And it got really, really bright. <laughs> worked really well for worked a very really small well, amount of time. really good, got really bright, and then all of a sudden it went like... And then all of a sudden it starts smoking. <laughs> and there's a, there's a framer sheetrocker up on a lift right above it and he turns around and he's like Jesus Christ you gonna unplug that damn thing or are you just gonna sit there and watch it <laughs> I'm like well that's not supposed to happen <laughs> and we took it out and you had fried the entire the, the whole damn thing it was still smoking after we took it down yeah that'll happen so note to self uh, don't trust that's don't like my trust number, the writing on the box that's like my number one rule dude you don't you never trust another electrician. Yep. You know, I just realized what I forgot for this trip. Uh-oh. Yep. What? Toothbrush and deodorant. Well, I got you covered on the deodorant. So. But I don't know that I want to share a toothbrush. <laughs> I'm sure we'll pat. We'll, we'll have to get gas here soon. we got to be getting somewhat close to Dickinson, I hope. I don't know. That's where I plan on getting fuel, so. Yeah, we got 100 and... 17 miles to go in the well, morning. that's a little high still, I think. Well, we were left... Yeah, no, I bet, it, I, I bet it's about right. Ish. Well, that's... Dude, like we said, that stupid deaf thing isn't working. Yeah, well, I don't know if that's ever worked. That's probably go in and get fixed. That and your damn... Light oh, yeah. on the mirror. It has, it's been good now. Now that I said that, now it'll turn back on. I don't know. That's... Probably covered in water. 
all the uh, all the road signs that we're driving by are saying uh, winter weather advisory Thursday morning. Nice. Well, what's your prediction for uh, the first snowfall that sticks back home? Um, I bet it's gonna be. God, we're already end of October. No, I. I would say that sticks. We're two weeks out. We'll get snow if we get snow this weekend, which I think a lot of it's saying it's gonna switch to rain. Yeah, I think it seems like. Seems like we always get a snow, and that melts, and then two to three weeks later we get another snow, and that's the one that sticks. I don't know. I kind of like the pattern that we're on, where Bismarck gets hit with all the just a ton of snow gets dumped on, and we just hit them, and they miss us. Which it still ends up being where we're fighting, you know, deep, deep snow when we're out ice fishing. It never, never really fails. Yeah. My prediction was October 26th. Well, which could be the case. I think you might be right on the first snow. I just don't know if it's going to stick. I don't think it's going to stick back home. No, no, and I don't know if it will out here. Well, I think the next week we're looking at 40s and maybe even a 50. Yeah, and then I think after that it's going to drop. Uh, it's going to drop down to. God, I don't even know. I'm not a weatherman. I hope below freezing, because I would like to get some good ice before it actually does snow for once, because... It's been a long time since... I do not want to deal with that problem like we had last year. Yeah. I, I don't remember the last time we had good, clear black ice. Not on the roads, but on the lakes. Yeah. I remember the black ice on the roads. I don't remember the last time. It was uh, on my way home from my hunting trip last year. Every time, every bridge we drove over, felt like the trailer wanted to kick over about two feet. So that was not fun at all. Yeah, that, uh, black ice will get you, man. It'll sneak up on you. I'm really hoping that's not what we're going to deal with tonight. Coming up on, uh, Beulah now, so we're, we're making good time. We've been rambling for, for about two hours now. Seems about right. I remember when I, like, the first couple episodes I started doing, you're like, yeah, we'll try to do 30, 40 minutes. And the last couple that I've been on were, like, pushing past two hours. <laughs> Should we get into some uh, some of the some of the logistics on the podcast as far as... Uh, well, I'll just say this. So, on the distribution site that we use, we have... The last time I checked it, we had, like, 35 out of 50 states that listen which is awesome. That's a good number. And, you know, especially we starting it from, from nothing a couple of years ago. And we've been consistent on it now for, for a while, but we kind of started and then we fell off the wagon and then we got back on. And now I I really don't see it uh, fizzling out. I mean, we, we never struggle to, to find anything to talk about. And it's, a, God dang it, there's a <laughs> stupid light. I don't know, it's fun. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Uh, and as we've said, I think we've said it. Why did I have to say something about that stupid-ass light? With, uh, without the podcast, I don't know how often we would uh, get together with the boys as much as we do and have a couple beers and, and just uh, bullshit. I mean, we haven't, had a, we haven't had a true BS episode in, oh man, I think, well, probably the, the bachelor party. I don't know, I, I would kind of call all of them. Well, sort of. 
most of them we have a we have a set story or a, a set topic yeah. that we're talking about. This one we've been all over. We've talked about. We started out with a topic, and that was not going to last forever. Well, we knew going into this one that it was going to be, uh, uh, like you said, just kind of being in the car with you. To be fair, we were on the road for what two hours prior to that, and it's pretty much been this the whole time. We just hit record at some point. Yeah. Yeah, we, we stopped on the edge of, a, of of an overpass that we had no idea where. I don't even know where that was. Yep. The Couldn't middle of you. nowhere. And we, we were sitting here with the laptop getting the uh, getting the mixer set up. And, and I don't know. Hopefully these this new mic, well, not new mic, came with the mixer. But hopefully this mixer mic, uh, obviously it's going to be a little different sound quality than actually using the, the, the real podcast mics that we have. But hopefully it's not too bad. This is the first time we've ever used it. Probably gonna probably heard the truck winding up a lot and some background noise. But yeah, we're finally getting out of the flatness. Yeah, the truck actually has to work a little bit. Starting to get into some hills and uh, yeah, I don't know, man. We're uh, we'll see what tomorrow brings. We're hoping to get out and uh, we gotta see deer, right? I'd be shocked if we didn't see deer. It would be the first time that I've ever not seen deer. I don't think I could. I don't think I've been out here hunting on a day and not see deer. Maybe like the Sunday that we're leaving, but on a full day's hunt, I don't think I've ever not seen deer. Do not be the bad luck charm. Hey man, you brought me out here. Did you think I was gonna back out for this? No. What the hell does that mean? I don't know. Like I no. For this, I don't think you. Have you ever made plans doing something with me that you thought I was going to back out on? Not, not really. Like maybe a, like maybe a bird hunting trip that got planned a couple weeks in advance. But Have I even, ever backed out on you? Even that, I guess I wouldn't say that I would think you would back out. I would just, if you were going to, it would be something small like that, not a state, across the state trip like this. That's, uh, that's one thing that that I changed. So back in high school and college, mainly high school, I would make plans to go fishing, ice fishing in particular, with people. And there were a lot of times where whoever I was going with, they had something come up or they they backed out or whatever. But I would completely alter my plans when we were talking about, or like when we were going fishing or whatever. If, if somebody backed out on me, I was like, well, I guess I'm not going. Yep. Well, that only lasted about a season, and now I, like, it depends, like, you, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't really have anybody now that, that I make plans with that they, they back out, because if, if you do that multiple times, then I'm just not going to make plans with you anymore, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, uh, and I have a couple people like that, where you can't really, you can't really rely on them to do anything unless they're in the truck on the way there. Yep. But... Anyway, I switched it to where eventually I just quit giving a shit and started going by myself. And actually, I think the best day of ice fishing that I ever had, I was by myself. Yeah, sometimes you got to be able to do that. I try really hard to not back out. You know, it's one thing if it's like a small, you're, you know, a one hour away fishing trip that you can do by yourself that you go on in an evening compared to like a weekend long trip a 
couple hours away, obviously. But I tried my hardest not to do that because you know it is it did it does suck. Like you make plans, you have an idea, you have the game plan. This is we'll take this truck, we're going this place. You drive here, I'll get this stuff. And then now it's like, well, now I got to do everything, pay for everything. A lot of times I'll still go anyways. So would you, uh, do you prefer going on trips like this or your Colorado trips or, or your, your long, long trips, your, your long weekends or your, you know, you got to drive, like in this case we're driving four to five hours to get, which isn't a long drive at all, but uh, do you prefer going with somebody or do you prefer going solo? Uh, for sure with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, like, a one-hour fishing trip by myself, uh, whatever, not a problem, but, yeah. Um, the This North Dakota trip, I would do this by myself because I have your, you know, you're not far. You're, you can be home in a few hours. Like, you know, you get out here, something happens, you can be home five hours from now um, Colorado I don't know I probably would not do that solo you know it's not you know, it's a, well, you were weren't you going to this time because your buddy you were gonna go with nope him? my wife was always going oh gotcha yep she was always she was in she was in on that one from the start what if I remember right didn't you say that if it wasn't for her you would have left early yeah probably if it wasn't for her I probably wouldn't have gone that's one thing when you go by yourself, you don't you don't have anybody to like bounce ideas off of or Yeah, there's good parts and there's bad parts, you know. The nice part is that it's very easy hunting by yourself. Like I'm gonna go here, nobody else is gonna do anything that may end up messing it up. Right, but see all the slush on the roads there? Is that slush? Yep. Technicals of how to get the video 
off of a phone onto a computer. That's that's the biggest problem. It just I don't know. Takes so long to download it and get it everywhere it needs to go that it always seems to fail before it actually gets downloaded. Yeah, and that damn file is so big. Like, yeah, this one. If we tried to video this one, it'd be a, it'd be a, oh, it'd be two hours, twelve and a half gigabytes. Hours. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd take me probably two days to get it off my phone onto a computer. So, I don't know. It's it's being worked on. There's just some uh, some technical technical stuff that I have to figure out. And I'm not really a computer guy, so we're also gonna do a giveaway. I know we've been mentioning that. We started talking about that back in episode 50. We're going to do a giveaway. And in this giveaway, we'll, we'll figure out how we're going to do it. We're going to we're gonna make a, a Facebook post with a, with a merch giveaway of probably a sweatshirt, a coffee mug, um, maybe a t-shirt, whatever. And we'll do like a, you got to comment and tag one friend. Like, comment, and tag a friend. You don't gotta share it. Just like, comment, and, and uh, tag a friend, and then we'll we'll pick a winner for that. Maybe maybe on episode 100 we'll do the do the drawing for that. I think that's planned. That's what we're gonna do. So you got 20 episodes, roughly. It'll probably be a little bit sooner than that, but we're gonna do a giveaway, and I'll I'll mention that at the end. Actually, I'll mention that at the beginning, just in case, like this one, I don't know how many people are going to make it to the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah. We're, uh, we're usually scatterbrained, but this one, we're, we're really, really scatterbrained. So with that, we might as well just keep her going. Keep her going, huh? We're not really running out of stuff to talk about. We're just, uh... Now you really are just sitting in the car with us. Yeah, we're just uh, just driving. We're still a couple hours away. Weather is still holding up good, though, for those of you that have been keeping up with my weather <laughs> updates periodically throughout this episode. Here we are down to 32. And seeing some more slush. Which is weird that it's like a very small amount in a very specific spot. I can't tell if there's snow in the grass. Kind of looks like there's snow in the grass. A little bit. I'm guessing what that slush we're seeing is the the water that's going up under the semis, that it's freezing and falling off the mud flaps. Oh, that would make sense. I don't know. I'm not a meteorologist. You know, a truck flaps guy. Truck flaps guy. Speaking <laughs> of truck flaps, I still got those same truck flaps that uh, I bought from you. Yep. Yeah, I know. That was great. My uh, driveway every time you back in. <laughs> You know, I, the only modification I did to those, I, I had to put a new U-bolt on it, and then I had to uh, uh, cut new rubber for it. Because remember, you had the, the, the rubber that came with it and had the holes cut in the back? Yeah, I had to cut holes in the back in it, because my exhaust went out the back and it warped the shit out of them right away. That's what it was for. I couldn't remember what exactly the reasoning behind the, yep. the my, flaps. My, uh, the exhaust on the truck I had was dual straight out the back and I put those on and I, I don't even think I went very far I think I went like an hour and the rubber right in front of it was all warped and twisted up and stuff I was wondering why they looked like that so I drilled them out and never had a problem since full saw yep 
Hey, this is the first town. We're going by Hebron, North Dakota. This was the first town that I drove by and my truck gave me a warning saying that I was low on death and if I didn't refuel, it was gonna go into limp mode. So I had to pull into Hebron, North Dakota. The road was glare ice, but I went to a gas station and got deaf. Good to go. Are you going on a hunting trip that time too? Yep. I was going, I was driving out myself. This was last year, I'm pretty sure. Last year's rifle hunt. I was driving out myself. <clears throat> My dad was gonna meet me like two days later when he got off work. And uh, I actually left, I don't remember what day I left on, but the day that I left, it was really nasty storms. The roads were icy. It was really windy. And I was like, ah, I don't know. I was kind of hemming and hawing. I was like, let me just get out on the road and see what it was like. And it was really bad. And I made it maybe five miles outside of uh, Fargo. And I saw a camper flipped upside down in the ditch. And I was like, yeah, that's probably the sign. So I turned around, went home for the, for the night, got up the next morning. Went out the next morning, the wind had died down. It was still icy, but it was, you know, it was November, so probably not going away. But um, I did make it out. That was a long, slow drive. And that's when we hunted basically in negative temperatures, deep snow for like three or four days or whatever it ended up being. Filled our two tags and then we drove through really crappy weather crappy roads on the way home and every bridge we hit the the trailer wanted to slip out sideways it was uh, it was not not ideal driving not fun but so maybe that's your answer i this this does not count as my question for the episode but uh what is the worst weather and I, this can be either Winter, summer, thunderstorms, blizzards. What is the worst weather that you've ever driven in? I'm sure it was one of the winter storms that I, you know, the roads are icy and it's snowing and you can't see anything. Do you have any that stand out? That one, pulling a trailer, for sure. The one you just talked about? Yep. Um, there was one other one that it didn't doesn't really stand out, but we we did have to park under an overpass because it was raining so hard coming back from the lake one time that we you couldn't see the front of the hood like you couldn't see tail lights it was raining that hard i only had one one rainstorm that i've driven through that i had to pull over and stop because i, I literally couldn't see and it was hailing like a yep. gun. but the worst that i've ever driven through it was a blizzard and it was back in i think i was in college I'm pretty sure i was in college so Grand Forks, North Dakota, is about three hours from Wapton. Two and a half. Two and a half, yep. And uh, I was, <coughs> excuse me, I was going, it was, it was, we knew it was going to be a blizzard, like a really bad blizzard. And there happened to be a Dirks Bentley concert at the Alaris Center. And my aunt, Sandy, is a very avid concert goer. She goes to a lot of different concerts. She, I, I woke up one morning and, and she had, she was trying to sell some Dirk's Bentley tickets. And we all, we knew this blizzard was coming. We knew that it was not going to be very favorable to drive in. And uh, so I texted her, I'm like, why are you, why are you, there's the snow. Nice. 
that's snow, right? It has to be seeing it like that. It's not really, it's melting as soon as it hits the car, but. That's fitting that we're talking about uh, driving through a blizzard. Now it's starting to snow. Uh, anyhow, so I, I messaged her and I'm like, hey, what? why are you selling your tickets? She's like, well, my mom just went in the ditch uh, like last week or or something like that. And she, she doesn't want to drive in the, in the, uh, the weather and that's where or we're, we were going to go up to this concert but she lives a little bit ways away doesn't want to drive here whatever I'm like well I'll go she's like really have you seen the weather I'm like yeah it's fine I'll go she's like okay so I go and I pick her up take the interstate from Wapton Fargo once we get to Fargo the interstate closes from Fargo to the South Dakota border nice I'm like okay that's not good then we go from Fargo to Grand Forks and the interstate closes from Grand Forks to the South Dakota border. <laughs> then we go into the concert before the concert even starts. The entire interstate is shut down North Dakota or South Dakota border to Canada. Like, okay, well this ain't good. Go to the concert, really good concert. John Party was there too. Um, go to the concert and we're sitting there, gets done, and we're kind of thinking, like, God, do we get a hotel? And I was living in Fargo at the time, but I happened to be at my parents' house in Wapton. And uh, we're sitting there, and we're like, God, I don't know, do we uh, do we try and go home, or do we get a hotel? Well, no hotels were open, so we leave the leave the uh, Valeria Center, and I get over to the interstate because I was just going to drive by and see if I could get on it, and. Uh, they had state troopers sitting at the uh, yep. on-ramps to the interstate and as I'm sitting there thinking I'm like yeah I probably shouldn't try and go around with that guy you know, whatever. <laughs> so I go out of town and I pull I find a pickup in the ditch and I hook up to him and I pull him out and then I turn around and get over into Minnesota and I don't I think I went over to Crookston and then I turned and went south and on my way south I ended up finding a car stuck in the middle of the road with uh with uh, its fuel tank ripped out because the snow was so deep on the roads. Whoa. And then we keep going and I pulled like three or four more people out. And on the last stretch, I finally finally made it. I ended up having to stop for a little while. And then uh, on the last little bit, I found a semi tipped over in the ditch and the county plows were out. And it, long story short, it took 12 hours to get from Grand Forks to Wapton. And once I made it to Fargo, it was about six hours and then another six hours. So basically an hour drive in normal conditions took me six hours in the, in the, the weather conditions that we were, um, the weather conditions that we were, we were facing. Yeah, so. that's rough. I don't think that's gonna happen here, but I don't wanna jinx it either, so. I don't know what happened to the mixer, but uh, it says that we've only been going for three minutes. So hopefully it either made another file or we just rambled for two and a half we hours. We actually for... just are going over the one that we just did. Probably something like that. It's just going to start three minutes ago. But we're just about to where we're going to get some fuel. The snow is starting to hopefully pick up a little bit. So we're going to round this one out and now it's question time.
want me to go first? Yep. What is your favorite weather to drive in? <laughs> what do you mean? Sunny skies, 75 degrees. Or actually, probably sunny, no, no wind, 80 degrees on the motorcycle. That's fair. I'm weird. I, I enjoy driving in the snowy, shitty weather, kind of like what we're driving in right now. I, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm fairly indifferent. I, I don't like it because I just want to get to where I'm going. I don't really like driving. <laughs> All right, your turn. Uh, driving in the daylight or in the dark? Daylight. Or, really? For sure. I'm the opposite. I prefer to drive at night. You like the dark? No traffic. That is a good point. I just worry about the animals and the deer and shit. Yeah, I, I get that part. I'm kind of just like, if it it's going to come out, it's going to come out. But Yeah, true. I like all of my distance, distance traveling, I like to do it at night. Like every time we go to Colorado now, it always seems like we leave at 8, 9 o'clock at night and drive through the night. It kind of really screws up my sleep schedule and is not healthy on my body when I drink two to three monsters to get there. But, well, I don't know what that was, but we hit it. You just threw that right over that <laughs> Kind of look like a bird got hit or something. Possum, maybe. Well, you got anything? Got anything to close out with? Nope. Um, all the seasons are still open. Lakes are still open. Best time of the year, despite the weather. So hopefully you're taking advantage of it. Taking advantage of the season. It comes and it goes quick. Right on. Well, if you guys made it through this one all the way to the end. If it even made it to the end, I don't know yet. I'm gonna have to. Might only be that. six minutes in. <laughs> yeah, if it's six minutes, I guess we'll uh, try again on the way home, or we'll restart. I don't really know what we're gonna do. <laughs> it's the first time the mixer's ever done that. But as we said, the weather's starting to get a little shitty on us here. We got to stop and get some fuel. And uh, yeah, so there's gonna be more episodes coming from this weekend. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Keep an eye out on the Instagram, the Facebook, and the YouTube. And don't forget about our giveaway. So, again, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, we'll get back to you.